Hello, you found Rebirth, a podcast about people saving lives by living their own. I'm the creator, Kate Brenton, and I've been fascinated with people's stories since I was very little, both as a writer and a teacher. The more I listen, the more I hear a golden thread running through each person's life. Today we have manifestation coach, Joe Longo. Here's the thing about this episode. It is it's so fun because as I've mentioned often, Joe was the original producer and really planted the seed for this, re- this rebirth podcast to happen. Here's the thing though, we talk about manifestation, we talk about being aware, and we talk about being ready for when the moment happens. And this podcast literally is a living example of putting forward the work, surrendering when it's not the right time, and being ready when the phone rings. I know you're gonna enjoy today's episode. Joe shares some really great tips with us. He talks about what's going on with him in his group coaching, and also some really great reminders of just how wonderful you are. So thank you, Rebirth family, for tuning in, um, for sharing and subscribing, and listening to our podcast, for supporting it, and for bringing the magic that you bring. Thanks for listening. Hey, Joe Longo. Hey, Katie. I'm so glad Sorry, you're here. Sorry, I should be ah, professional. No, I, I mean, I, I think it is professional. I like it. It's, it's okay, actually cool. like totally appropriate because, um, you know, I'm going to start this episode by saying I did nothing different than the last time we tried to connect. And it was a big no, right? It was a big no. And we tried a couple of times last time. Oh, for sure. And, and the same software was just like, yeah, that's not happening right now. So there you have it. Now is the time. And so I guess that's, that's the topic we're here to talk about is now is the time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And all you need to be is ready, right? Just be perpetually ready to, to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've just been having this realization, you know, that you do have to be ready. So as, as I teach manifestation things, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like we all want the instant gratification, right? Our phone gives it to us. We want that blast of dopamine. So for manifesting, we want it to happen quick. Yeah. But if we're not ready, because I'm literally experiencing this right now, I'm like, I think I asked for this nine years ago and now it's showing up. Or it- Yeah. Well, you know, now it's. <laughs> Now it's showing up or now you're showing up. There you go. Exactly. Right. Now, right. I'm now ready to receive what I asked for so long ago. And literally, it's like I forgot that I asked for it. Oh, my gosh. We're speaking the same language. And of course, if anyone's just coming to this new, I'm not trying to tell him what he doesn't already know. And he's not trying to tell me what we don't already know. But the great thing about human is. You just keep being returning to the simple truths over, 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 over again. And it's like, I don't know. Like when you said, I didn't ask, but I didn't know I asked for this nine years ago or however you just said that. I'm like, at one point I found a journal. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally saying the same five years of the exact same thing, same list, same clarity. So it's like phenomenal, really. Yeah. And what's, I mean, it's not even surprising anymore to me, <laughs> but probably maybe like three weeks ago, 
on Jessa Reed's new podcast, Awakening OD, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. She was talking about it. And I was like, you know, we, we, we're typically focused on what we don't want. She was like, think if you go into a restaurant and the waiter comes up to the table and all you say is, I don't oh. want the crab cakes. <laughs> right? And the waiter's like, well, cool. Well, tell me what you do want. I, I know I don't want the crab cakes. <laughs> right? This is and the then, best metaphor I've ever heard. Right? So good. <laughs> So then I'm listening more and I'm like, that is so good. Then she's like, you know, and then sometimes we ask for things that we're manifesting and it doesn't take a day. It takes years yeah. for it to actually happen. And then since that, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm looking at my life and I'm like, wow, some of this is taking a long time. <laughs> well, you know what? I appreciate talking to you because I always just kind of like drop a certain level of guard. I, I mean this in the deepest practical sense. I'm beginning to see that literally the thing that was stopping it was me. So it's like, there's two me's. The, 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 there's the me that's going, this is what we want. And this is what we want. And then the other me is like, yeah, but we don't want the crab cakes. And it's like, it's like the internal me's, you know? So mm-hmm. we can say it takes nine years for the thing to show up, but I, 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 I'm beginning to come to terms with it takes nine years for me to become the person to receive the thing I asked for. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because again, as I notice these things, I'm looking back and I'm like, all right, that's where I, that's where I got in my own way. Okay. So seriously, I was just (laughs) thinking about this thing in my life that I really see as a failure and doesn't matter what it is because people attach to what the failure is. Right. Uh And I was like, I was doing automatic, what is it? Not automatic journaling. You know what I mean? The stream of consciousness journaling. Like I was, if, if you don't know, sometimes you can like sit down with an intention and write a question and then a part of you answers it and it works. It just works. <laughs> and so I was writing like, why did that have to happen that way? You know, and why did I have to choose this environment to, to say I wanted to learn a lesson? And then I was like, oh. I literally said to my life, I want to learn how to do this better. But in Mm. my interpretation, to do it better meant I would succeed. And life was like, yeah, okay, it is success, but you just needed to fail first until you were willing to learn. Learning isn't doing, like, we're older, right? We're not 10, where it's like doing something well truly might be the only goal. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing it for the first time. So (laughs) doing it well is the success. The longer you live strengthening other muscles, other perspectives, or if you were some, like what I'm realizing is I'm really good at being a go-getter and this is my turn to learn yin, Mm. surrender and receptivity. And the lesson took as long as I was willing to surrender. So yeah, here you are five years later. Good on you. It took you five years to surrender. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's, you know, those... I mean, failures, I think sometimes failures sound harsh, but it's in those failures or missteps that we truly learn. I'm like, oh, right, that's that's what I needed to learn from this. Like, I needed to go down this path. And for the things that are now showing up, I needed to walk the path that I was walking until I got to where I am now to be ready. A hundred percent. hundred percent agree with you. It's very interesting. I started watching Silicon Valley again. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen it, HBO, all about, you know, starting 
companies in Silicon Valley and getting funding, but very funny comedy. And, you know, there's this underlying theme. You, you, you just keep failing and you just keep failing and you just keep failing. And you just keep practicing and you keep tweaking. You keep asking for help when help is needed. And it's so relevant. It's really, yeah. So the word failure I had to become friends with, and it does sound like a harsh word, but it's, it's okay. So one thing is I made it a part of my lexicon because it's funny you mentioned Silicon Valley. A friend of mine who actually became very successful through that world was uh-huh. like, oh, you have to learn how to fail. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fail. He's like, Kate, everyone fails. That's your problem. If you're not failing, you're not actually growing. And I was like, mind just was like, no, you have to always do it. Like if I was honest, my interior dialogue would have been, no, you have to always do it right and well and best. But right and well and best is along the line. And there's a time for that. Mm-hmm. But that's not where you fail and learn a new way. Right. So you have to like, oh, this is so good. And okay, I don't mean to topic jump. Like, go ahead. What you're going to say. Oh, no, I just going to say this may be a little controversial, controversial, but controversial. Go ahead. Controversial. Thanks. But this is one of the main reasons why I do not think participation trophies for children are a good idea. I 100 percent agree with that. And it's it's misleading because you have to lose. And you like have to the, lose growing up like the biggest lessons that I've learned that like taught me how to be uh, okay with life was losing and I lost a lot <laughs> you know like the teams mm-hmm. I was on we weren't good we lost but in those like every time there was a loss it was like I, I realized right there's more important things than this game well, do you know what the number one predictor, I'm not, this is, I could find a study that was like, you know, a 17 year study that the number one predictor of success is resilience. Mm-hmm. They did a study and here's, what's funny. They did a study on the Island of Kauai because the population didn't leave and they tracked children and you thought that it would be resources or advantages. And it's like, no, it's resilience. And one of the things that builds resilience is community. So that when you fail, you have someone telling you, like, maybe your mom or your coach, right? Like, that's okay. And you're like, wait a minute, how could it be okay? We just lost. And someone else in the elder role, whether it's a relative or not, is, is illuminating for you what else makes it okay. And that's how we start to grow different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. In, in 11th grade, my football team didn't win. A, we won one game. And it, was <laughs> against our cross, it was against our crosstown <laughs> rival. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even like it was like a, a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my senior year, the schools merged and that crosstown rival became part of our team and we won the championship. Oh, wow. But both teams literally, I think they only won one game that year as well. Like we lost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you continually lose like week after week after week and you got like 15 weeks of this, you learn a lot. <laughs> and like that really shaped me as a young man. Like, wow, okay. You got you to keep going. <laughs> That's, that is, and you know what's interesting is like then there's the layer of you, you take that lesson and then when you get into different points of your life, you're like, well, it doesn't always have to be hard. Then you have to learn how to undo the tape of it's always hard. 
Right. Well, that's like the release then. Like when we can move into that space of just letting go and allowing. This is so fascinating. You know, it's when you were talking about like, it's okay to, you know, um, to not have the pat you on the back trophies because they mean nothing. And the kids know this, by the way, right? Mm -hmm. Like the kids are aware that this means nothing. I was talking about the story about intuition and they, they talk about how like in archetype of like the child has the good mother and the good mother's on her deathbed because it's like a folk story, but like that protectiveness has to die away, mm-hmm. but the mother passes on this little doll to her daughter, but it's the key of intuition. So the mother says, keep this with you and feed it and it will guide you. And it's like, whether our mother perishes physically or not, we all have to leave her right? How the mother serves in the first, say, decade of our life isn't beneficial if that doesn't change for the second decade, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just fascinating. And, and, and talking about how decades are different, if we get stuck, kind of like there's like the makeovers and they're like, your clothes haven't changed for 30 years. It's <laughs> like, well, your mindset probably hasn't either, you know? Right? <laughs> exactly. And then when you try to change that mindset, everyone wonders why it's so hard. You've been right. doing it for 20 years. <laughs> right. So it's not going to change in like one 15 minute meditation video. Like it's right, just not right, exactly. work. <laughs> I, I, I started telling people that like, like kind of making like a little, you know, warning, like this isn't going to happen overnight. Like you have to be willing to put the work in. And be okay with what comes up on the polarity of it. I mean, the word shadow is so overused, but it's like, the polarity like what you're really good at Mm -hmm. you know whatever you're really good at then the opposite of that could be difficult for you because that makes sense yeah if you're really fast it's hard to go slow if you're really slow which can be meticulous it's maybe not your favorite thing to go fast you know so if you're like hey universe i want to come into balance they're gonna be like "Mm, okay well let's go into the drawer you keep closed Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly (laughs) right exactly so a bird told me, and by the way, you're the bird, um, that you've been writing. <laughs> I love it that you say birds because you don't even understand the amount of birds that have been showing up. The winged ones are active these days, aren't they? They are. They are. Yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing. What's going on with you and the pelican bird that's scary that you're sharing on Instagram, though? Oh, so, you know, sleep paralysis, <laughs> the most enjoyable dream state. <laughs> I'm being very sarcastic. Um, Every once in a while, I experience sleep paralysis. And the last time it happened, that giant bird was sitting on my chest. Wow. And what I remember from the dream is, like, being on a sidewalk and that bird was on top of a telephone pole. Uh Uh-huh. You know when you're sleeping and, like you're awake, but you're not. And like, sometimes you're, you're talking in your sleep and you can kind of hear yourself, but you know, you're asleep. So that's the state that I'm in. And I hear myself say, bird, like it's super oh, drawn wow. out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the bird is on my chest and he's just sitting there. just looking at me, but now I'm like sleep paralysis. So I can see my room. So it literally looks and feels as if like I'm in my room, I'm on my bed. And this giant bird is on me, just chilling. But it's a giant. It has a big presence per the Instagram uh, picture. 
I never right. saw that bird before. Yeah, I never. Me, me I either. Literally, when I woke mm-hmm. up from the dream, I Googled prehistoric looking bird because I had no <laughs> idea what it was. And I'm like, oh, when I found it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the bird. That's, that's the bird. But anyway, he just started popping up again on TikTok and then on Instagram. I'm like, OK, now I have to find this bird. So the bird apparently lives in Africa and I now have to go there to photograph this bird. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. And <laughs> I do. I'm glad we, I, I'm, you know, and, and people can go find you on Instagram and you'll see the bird. So that's a good way for people to go find you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your writing because that sounds fun, but I also want to talk about your writing because the first time that we tried to do this podcast, which I know it, it's, first of all, thanks so much for coming back on. And um, I want to talk about that. But it was really funny that literally you were not planning for this call to come. No, not at all. The, this literally, there was no prep text. Like I might talk to you. This was like three weeks ago. We tried to do this, right? Uh-huh. Or something. Not like 48 hours ago. It was like a, a while. Oh yeah. And I sent you the invitation and you were there. So when we say like, be ready, do the work. And you don't know when the call's going to come. This podcast is l- actually literal proof of, <laughs> of experiencing that. Yeah. So it's really cool. Uh, and yeah, be present. Um, and the last time we spoke, you were talking about how using the terminology of remembering versus or over awakening. And I would just love to hear you talk a little bit about that, if you would. Sure, I would love to. So last year, and I, I know I said it last year as well, but every time I would say this, the great awakening, <laughs> because people were talking about all the things, I would get this like in my chest, in my belly, just like great awakening we're not awakening like we're awake we woke up mm-hmm. we just don't remember and it's like that soul contract you know we signed the soul contract to come to the spinning rock and we it's like we promise to forget everything that we learned every other time that we were here so we can keep growing and learning so as i'm thinking about this i start thinking about my life and how many times throughout my life like i had a glimpse of remembering and like remembering my essence remembering that i was more than me does that make sense like more yes like the, mm-hmm. i'm connected to everything mm-hmm. but then i forget and i'm looking and i just start writing one night and i'm like oh wow that was like five pages that just that just flew, flew out. out of me of these life experiences that happened that and before i was awake or whatever in this you know, spiritual community like when I was five like experiences that happened when I was five and like 13 and then in high school and these little glimpses of like right there's more to all of this and it's like we see it and we feel great and then we forget and then we just keep forgetting we remember we forget so it's like how can we like hold on to that remembering Mm-hmm. But I think it's just part of human nature for us to forget as well, because maybe it's too much for us to grasp all at once. So it's like we get a little glimpse and then kind of like, I hate saying the word fall asleep. We forget, <laughs> you know, and then it's like something else. And like, right, we remember. And it kind of depends probably on your wave of awareness that you may be floating mm-hmm. But so a lot of that, and I'm just, it's just like every time I sit down, more kind of just flows out. So now I'm just 
writing and gonna see what happens with it well that's fantastic and I, I loved listening to you talk about the remembering and you know adding the word like your vibration or your frequency and because it's true like there's the people that you meet that are always in a good mood genuinely even when things are going wrong like mm-hmm. I had a friend that even when you could tell he was in physical pain you'd say how how are you doing and he would say the best I can he wasn't lying to you, but you could hear in the tone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I was like, that's a choice. He could complain, but he's acknowledging, you know, his choice to be integrous, but positive. And I think that um, the remembering and the choosing to cultivate frequency is, is, is where the bandwidth of remembering more and more, because it, I'm really beginning to believe more and more the simplicity of like, there was, I guess it was roomy. It was like, don't seek love, seek to remove all the barriers of it. I'm like, that's so cheesy. And now I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's true. Actually. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So true. Like it's actually true. And I thought because I've been willingly digesting all the definitions of love from a cultural capitalistic perspective, it's, I almost have to feel like I have to, previously be like oh there's all kinds of love now i see love with a capital l and it's the same with the trees if people could aspire to be as clear about it as trees in nature we'd be like awesome kind of situation mm-hmm. and and that removal of boundary you know because like when you go out to nature you're like ah, oh, it's like nature removes the boundary yeah you just feel you just feel the frequency that everything's connected and so it's like nature's like let us give you a quick dose of how we're vibing out here. Now you go bring that back to your life. <laughs> exactly. You take that back home with you. Yeah. And you just take it home with you. Here. It's always here. And so that's why I think you're talking about like, when you kind of remember a little bit more, you remember that you can choose your frequency. You can remember, you can make a choice in difficult moments. It's like you're anchoring in like to, to be more of that tone, you know, mm-hmm. to be more of that tone. And I think ultimately it just comes down to the awareness. Like, where you are with awareness in general and your own self-awareness. And then you start noticing the things that may trigger you or put you in a lower vibrational state or a higher vibrational state and just kind of catching and being like, Oh, wait a minute. If I go down this road, I know there's road construction. So I probably shouldn't go this way. And then you decide to turn. Um, it develops, I think, like the listening, all of it, that awareness, though. But if we're not aware and we're human and I think I, I've been trying to remind people that, that we are also human and it's not a bad thing to forget, especially mm-hmm. after 2020. Right. There were times and months in 2020 that I was like, oh, my goodness, like I'm getting so much information that it was too much, meaning information yeah. from like my highest self or whoever it may be that it was almost as if I needed to forget. So I could kind of just be human and normal and not kind of go off the rail of like, why is this happening? And why is this happening? And like over questioning. Mm-hmm. It's that the balance. I was balance. just going to say that <laughs> at two twenty two, it is the fine balance. <laughs> It's what it's all about, that awareness, the balance. And, you know, I'm purposely steering the boat this way for a second, but the, it, when you don't have it, it's the investment you've made into that frequency comes back to you. 
And I'm going to use this podcast as an example because you are really the reason this podcast exists. Oh, stop. You're the reason it exists. No, no, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not playing down. I, if you hadn't been like, Hey Katie, I think this is a really good idea for you. I think you'd really enjoy it. I'm not, I'm saying that there's moments in our life that when you invest and you're like that kind of person that like has good friendships, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you take turns, like life takes turns of the in breath and the out breath. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. And you were like, no, actually you could. And we're going to help set you up and it would be really fun. And I was like, Hey, that ends up being that ends up being true. And the interesting thing about that is what was one episode kind of went through its own rebirth. We laughed because that was the show's name. And then one of the people I had on the show is a publisher and full disclosure, I had agreed to write a book with her publishing company anyway, but after being on the show, the book, the podcast that I didn't even think of, but fulfilled a request I had to be engaged during the postpartum birth of my son, you know, to feel engaged and creative. Mm -hmm. I would have never picked podcasts, but I had a frequency network around me that the response came in a way I wouldn't have known myself. That's okay. Right. Uh You don't have to, I guess the point is I don't have to know everything for me to be in alignment for it to come is what I'm trying to say. Right. 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 And now she says, Oh, the I was trying to write another book, which may or may not come to life after And then after she was on the podcast, she was like, hey, the podcast should be on the book. I would have never have thought of that, but I was maintaining, I kept going. Mm -hmm. And this isn't, you know, well, I'm not going to put a disclaimer. I'm just watching how that's happening. And that's part of the reason I wanted to have you back on because it's like, that is a fascinating full circle fruition. And it's sort of the same as like, listen to how you, how you are in the comfort of coaching now, but like. A year and a half ago, you're like, do I do this program? Right. So it's like you were holding the frequency, but you didn't know all of it, but you held the frequency to get the answers for what you needed. Right. And that all, I think, circles back to that to the level of awareness and all the way back to the beginning of the conversation of actually being ready to receive what it is, you know, the signs that are coming at us. And these are all happening during times where people feel like, I, you know, I can't, I can't trust anything. I don't know anything. It's like, well, actually, because of all that chaos, if you can get your eyes just like an inch or two above the muck, there's a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. There's so much. I think sometimes that when there's so much muck, it, it may be, I don't want to say scary, but a little scary to be like, you know, what, I'm going to sit down and actually breathe and go within and see if I can see, feel, hear anything that might be coming to me that the universe has to say to me. Oh, I, yeah, I think that's a very valid uh, thing to say and, and thing to feel that, that, that fear mm-hmm. of what might be coming forth. Right. And, you know, the more I am coaching people and, you know, studying more of different coaches and, and theories and things like that, you know, I keep running into the whole thought that, a lot of us, we are our own obstacles and we become our own obstacles, not because we're afraid of failing, but we're afraid of succeeding. Yeah. What's going to happen if I actually make this work, right? That whole way of life that I thought now is kind of completely flipped on its head and I actually get what I want too. 
You know, it's so interesting you're bringing this up because I've been thinking about what makes us squash. And it's almost like we come in really big and then the people around us decide, well, we have to squash you so you can fit in so you can get a job and have friends. And then you get to a later part of your life to find out that the whole real thing was to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. I don't know how we like kind of, because re- I feel like if, I feel like all of us, I mean, I do think there is something to like having some basic rules that we all agree on so that we can navigate and all do our different things. Right. Like we're not talking about totally total chaos, but I'm wondering what we could do to regulate for less, less squashing. Well, I think there needs to be like, um, we have to celebrate each other Mm. and celebrate our successes. And unfortunately, most humans would rather say, why is that happening for Betty and it's not happening for me? I've been doing all this work. Why are they getting it? And I'm not getting it. And that keeps us in that state of wanting and needing and like, why? And woe is me. But if we can instead flip it and celebrate the successes of everyone you know especially someone that's working in our same exact field like celebrate their successes because that's going to do more for energetically to allow us to get to that space as well that's so beautifully said thank you it can be hard though oh so hard but and again because we're human right and humans unfortunately we are programmed for the negative well i want to jump in here and be like we were taught tremendous scarcity. So if you're listening to this, you're like, why am I such a bad person? Like, well, let me just also hop in here and be like, we were taught that there was only so much and there was never going to be enough. And that's a flat out lie. Right. Exactly. It's a constructed lie. So I don't want to jump on the train of like, you're a bad person. The first thing we have to start undoing is like, what does nature tell you? Nature tells you there's enough for everyone. Right. Right, exactly. And I mean, mm-hmm. if we look at all of the great teachers throughout all of time, they, they say that. Repeatedly. All of them. <laughs> and yet we willingly have accepted a construct that tells us otherwise. And it, it, in most cases, it probably got in without, uh, without us knowing. But the great news is, is that we can release it and choose not to impart it onward. Right. And the releasing of it doesn't have to be hard. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be a wizard. You just have to believe, like literally believe. Literally. And I, I have been saying this often, like, I know the words are easy to say, like, it's easy for you and I to sit here and say, just believe it and everything will be okay. It's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying, but to truly feel and really believe is work. And, you know, you have to do the internal work to get to that space of moving from woe is me to celebrating and really feeling. So I'm not just saying blink your eyes and feel, you know, <laughs> but to really feel it and believe is the key to, to all of it. But it is. And the thing that makes the believing hard are the experiences trapped, undigested, that subconsciously block. 
and I say that in a very heavy sense, but it rem- what actually made me think of it is there was, I don't know who, I can, I, whoever you are, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, so I can't cite you in this, but she had done this little thing on Instagram about how when you shake, when you just shake, literally shake your body, it releases trauma. Mm-hmm. And dancing's a, dancing's a really easy way to do that. And I thought, you know what? Everyone right now who is alive has like this layer of stress from the past year, whether you're aware of it or not. And it, and lifestyle has been constricted for a lot of people. And so that basic movement of like shaking or getting caught in your car for a longer drive with a good song, you know, like all those little things that just happenstance relieve stress. The, 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 the spontaneous moments of that arising have been like truncated a little bit. And so we're, we're going to have to create them. So if you're feeling like, oh, this is so easy to say, but this year has been really hard. It's like, yeah, that that's probably true. It could be true. It doesn't have to be true. Mm-hmm. It, it, but there are really easy ways that you can kind of jumpstart that belief is what I'm saying. Oh. Like they might seem superficial and silly, but the reality is that it works on your neurology. It <laughs> so, totally does. Yeah. And I know because definitely old Joe would be like, I'm not dancing, mm-hmm. you know, so I can be a tough guy. I'm not dancing. I'm not going to shake my body. Um, but I dance all the time in my house. I live yeah. alone. I can. So if you live with people, you don't have, we're not telling you you have to dance in front of them, but go in your bedroom, no. put on some fun music. There is fun music out there and just dance. Like yeah. a fool. You could like, put on headphones. Nobody even has to know, see or hear your music. You could just move. You're right, exactly. Put on some socks and just slide around to the floor. <laughs> you know? Some nice slippery socks and just slide around. Have a great time. I do it all I, the time. You know what? <laughs> so do I. I do, actually. Especially, you know what? I have a toddler and I can realize that sometimes when we have energy that can't go somewhere, you put on a song and we both feel that laughter comes. Mm-hmm. You know? That song, Home, yep. I, always hits. It always, it always works, that song. I think because of the banjo. It always works. <laughs> well, it's very, you know, we're, you're going home. Right. So people wanting to work with you or find you or, or to, I mean, I just tell us what you have going on. You have a weekly thing. What's going on with you? So many good things. What's going on with you? <laughs> What's going on with me? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm taking vocal lessons. And that's awesome. Um, oh, that's fun. Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. Anyway, um, I teach on Wednesday nights in Studio B, which is a beautiful mm-hmm. online platform that has teachers from all over the world. Um, if you want a free 14-day trial, you can click on a free 14-day trial in my Instagram profile. Um, right on. I do. I started this monthly pretty much 21 day group coaching group manifestation coaching programs Mm -hmm. and they go for four mondays throughout the month and a two hour saturday class once a month as well Um, i'm expanding I'm, i'm i'm changing things around the current group is going to become a mastermind group and i'm developing like a manifestation 101 course so oh that's fun tell us more about that that's gonna be great i actually was just laying it all out and it's going to explore everything from the secret because i think a lot of people you know are aware of the secret and mm-hmm. the secret was great the parking great starting spot point. yeah it yeah. was fantastic but, everyone was looking for parking was right great. but we need we need we need a leap from there uh so it's just <sighs> a way to kind of 
share a lot of the teachers that I teach about. Because obviously I didn't come up nice. with these things. Um, right. So the different techniques. And then after people go through that, if they want to come into the mastermind group, then they can come into the mastermind group. And this group, we've been together for about six months now. And it's typically the same, you know, 10 to 15 people. And they are just making such amazing strides, manifesting everything. Because ultimately, that's what happens. And this is, I'm not trying to be woo-woo, and we're not just making vision boards. But when you actually realize that you are creating every aspect of your life, you bring the awareness to it, and you put the effort in to start actually creating the life that you want. But it's, it's super hard work. And why is it? Why do you say it's super hard? Work? Because you have to do the work and humans don't like doing work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like if I say you have to sit down every day and meditate, like give yourself time to meditate instantly. I can't meditate. Of course you can, because you just told me that you can't. And that's where we have to start. It's like literally it's, it's the reprogramming. Okay, keep saying you're horrible at technology. You're going to be horrible at technology. Change the mm. paradigm. Change the way you speak. Um, and that's kind of where we, like, from the 101 into the mastermind group, like, I, I not that I pick on people. But I'm like, how did you just say that? What were those words? And it's literally that awareness, bringing the awareness mm -hmm. back to the way that we're speaking mm -hmm. and connecting so that heart-brain coherence to get you know the brain and our heart to start working more than the brain in our head i heard that one of the longest journeys in our life is the 18 inches between our head to our heart that sounds about right right um so that's pretty much what i'm and i'm coaching people if people want to coach with me it's you know life coaching transformational coaching yeah, if they're really ready to like dive in and like you know hold that space for themselves, mm -hmm. and uh, I love what you're. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say also very hard work. <laughs> well, that's why I was saying they're ready to show up. Like, like yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah, show up like you've got to show up. Yeah, I think, and you know, one thing that I think is really awesome about a coaching, a group coaching program is literally sometimes things come up that you didn't even know you were thinking about. And so the, the group dynamic really starts to grow everyone because it's not just two people, right? It's like the, it keeps fractaling out in, in growth potential because you make new friends or you hear other concepts or you know that you're, or, or you hear the same concepts and you realize that you're not crazy, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we all think we're crazy. This amazing community, you know, on these Monday nights that has formed the conversations that happen in our Monday night sessions are they're magic because we're all mm -hmm. sharing, we're all being vulnerable and we're also supporting and holding space for one another. And, you know, these are things that I didn't plan on happening. It just evolved into it. And I kind of just sit back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, are we really talking about this stuff? Is this really happening? Mm -hmm. this is that's that's the magic of really doing the work, though. Like, it is true that when the magic really happens, it just moves through you. But it's the work of building the belief in the container to hold that space for magic to happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, Honestly, how many times have you and I talked about trying, like, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that. And mm -hmm. with this group, I, it was kind of just 
having an idea, but also kind of releasing control. Oh, beautiful. And allowing, and in that allowing it to happen, they, every, these amazing people showed up. But I, again, I had to get out of circling all the way back to the beginning. I had to get out of my own I was, way. I, had to, I, I was had just going to gonna say the way this podcast happens. <laughs> yeah, I just had to get out of my own way mm. and really believe. And like, that's where I, it, it, I'm on this kick of like, you really have to believe. Like, you have to feel it in your body. You can't just say, yeah, I believe. Oh, cool. Do you feel it, though? Like, can you feel it? believe it Mm -hmm. that's the belief that you have to have there's like like muhammad ali i'm the greatest you gotta be able to feel it the way muhammad ali felt it when he said i'm the greatest yeah you have to feel it and that's also why you have to make friends with your body like i had a client recently and they were talking about how everything was fine and i was like can you dial back to that thing you were doing that was fine like i'm like was the whole thing fine he's like no i'm like see that (laughs) we're kind of taught that if it's if you like what you're doing and you don't want to complain, you know, it's like you have to start to read the body will tell you. Mm-hmm. And if we give, if we give ourselves permission to, to translate, we already know. And, and, it, but it, but we've been taught to listen to ourselves differently. You know, we all haven't been taught the same thing. So I, I just think the invitation to listen and, and learn how to, cause your work, you also do meditation and body stuff. And it's like, you can't just, focus on your brain tissue and think your life is going to change if if the brain tissue isn't connected to your heart and your feet and everything else in between exactly exactly oh my goodness joseph it is so good to touch in with you and i thank you from an empowered place of remembering that sometimes you know like these manifestation ideas were told you just have to feel it and it's like i didn't know a podcast would be the thing that would deliver what I wanted, but I'm glad I kept feeding the feeling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then when you feed the what feeling, you can see the signs. There and and you're vet. And if you see the signs and you prepare yourself to be ready, then when the phone call comes, there you go. You answer. <laughs> I'll tag your website below. People can find you and go on your IG and check out that bird. Yeah, and, and um, if anybody's in TikTok land, come come hang out over there. Okay, we'll find you on TikTok too. Yeah, you're kind of exploding over there is what I hear. I'm having a great time, time over there. Great time. All right. <laughs> Thanks for making the time for us, Joe. Thank, Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Rebirth. If this is the year you're ready to drop the shoulds and open to what is waiting for you, be sure to check out our digital courses at katebreton.com. This year, we open our group coaching journey to step out of line and into the spiral. Remember who you really are. This six-week journey will help you reconnect to your intuition and hold your power, easier said than done, and have the courage to live the life you were born for. It sounds big. It starts simple. Find out more at capebreton.com.